I'm Rick Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, September 20th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. And it's Election Day here in Canada. We want to encourage all of our PPALs to get out and do their civic duty. That's right, Jay. I love elections. I will be uh, sitting with my friends tonight around the TV, crunching the numbers, trying to figure out who's going to win. But regardless of if you're that instant to the election, you definitely should vote. So if you're listening to this in the morning, as we know most of you are, head to elections.ca to get all the info you need to cast your ballot. And a fun promo, Brett, and it's not sponsored or anything, but Uber's offering Canadians 50% off their trip to and from the polling stations. So there's really no excuse. No excuses. Okay, Brett, aside from the election today, what do we have for our peak pals? For our first story, we'll we freed Meg and the Michaels. For our second story, Alberta Amazon employees are looking to organize. And for our last story, should you be scared of the move variants? Almost free? For our first story, the Globe reports that the U.S. Department of Justice has resumed discussions with lawyers for Meng Wanzhou about a possible settlement. Brett, what do the peak pals need to know about Meng? Well, here's the background, Jay. Meg Wanzhou was the CFO of Huawei. She's actually the daughter of the tele- Chinese telecommunications juggernaut as well. And in 2018, she was arrested by the RCMP on direction by the U.S. Department of Justice, who accused her and the company of violating sanctions by trading with Iran. Since then, she's been at house arrest at her second home in Vancouver, where she was picked up by the RCMP, awaiting a verdict from Canadian courts over whether the arrest was legal. And Brett, didn't the Chinese government, in retaliation for arresting one of their country's most senior executives, detain two Canadian Michaels, Michael Spavor and Michael Kovic? Well, it's not a direct tie, but that's what a lot of analysts think. And after years of negotiations, it feels like there might actually be light at the end of the tunnel as Meg's lawyers enter into discussions with the U.S. Department of Justice over what they're calling a deferred prosecution agreement, which could see Meg return to China. So, Jay, why should the Peak Pals care about a deal between the U.S. Justice Department and Meg? Good question. A few weeks ago, Michael Spavor was sentenced to 11 years in Chinese jail over allegations of espionage. Sources say that negotiations over the two Michaels returning to Canada depends on a deal that allows Meng to return home. So for the two Michaels' sake, we hope this happens and we can welcome them back to Canada sometime soon. For our second story, Amazon's facing its first union drive in Canada. Jake, what do Pete Pals need to know about this push? Well, it seems like a big deal. So the Teamsters filed an application with the Alberta Labor Relations Board to hold a unionization vote at the Amazon warehouse in the Edmonton suburb of Nisku. The Labor Relations Board still needs to certify the vote, but if it does, an organization campaign would begin immediately. The Teamsters say that only a union will approve hours and working conditions for the staff at the warehouse. As you can imagine, Amazon disagrees. They say the company is always working to improve the jobs of their employees, and they highlight their plans to raise wages from $17 an hour to $21.65 an hour. Plus, as you might remember from a peak daily last week, Amazon's made a commitment to hire an additional 15,000 Canadians. Just to give you a bit more context, Brett, the vote comes fresh off a decision by the National Labor Relations Board in the U.S., which ruled that Amazon interfered in an Alabama organizing push, and the results will soon be invalidated. Okay, Brett, so why should Peak Pals care about this fight? Well, with Amazon bringing on an additional 15,000 warehouse employees, they're going to quickly become one of the largest employers in Canada. So it's vital to all of the Canadians working in those warehouses that they're in the best possible conditions. It's really up to the workers to determine whether a union is right for them, but this is definitely one you're going to want to watch because if they do unionize in Alberta, they can unionize in every other warehouse in the country. And for our last story, move. There's a new variant in town and researchers are trying to figure out if it could screw up our reopening. 
Brett, what is the Move variant? Well, here's the timeline, Jay. Researchers tracked down the first case of the Move variant in Colombia as early as January, and the World Health Organization designated it as an official variant on August 30th. What we still don't know is how contagious it is and how vaccines will fare against it. But so far, it doesn't seem like it's as contagious as the Delta variant, but it may be more harmful. So we'll really have to see. It's just too early. So Jay, should the peak pals be worried about Move? Well, it's hard to say. Right now, the Move variant makes up just under 3% of new reported cases, while the Delta variant still makes up most COVID cases in Canada. But this is definitely something to keep an eye on as a new surge in COVID could impact our public health and economic reopening plans. Hey, pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast in your app of choice and leave us a review if you're so inclined and share it with friends. They love it. Absolutely. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this great episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Good luck, Justin, Aaron, Jugmeet, and the rest. Have a great day. 